Thank you for joining the live broadcast of East Bay Bible Fellowship in Alameda, California. We pray that you'll be blessed by the worship and the preaching of God's Word. If you have any questions or would like to find out more about our service times and location, feel free to call us at 510-697-8220 or go to our website at ebbfellowship.com. That's ebbfellowship.com. Thank you and God bless. Okay, let's all get started, and uh, we've, we have now reached lesson number four. Uh, we have two more to go, uh, and then we are finally finished. Uh, tonight's lesson is called, What Kind of a Giver Am I? What Kind of a Giver Am I? And I want to start off with a very familiar passage of Scripture, and that is found in the book of Acts chapter 20 and verse number 35. Um, and uh, who would like to open up this Bible study tonight with Acts 20 and 35? All right, Janelle. I have shewed you all things, how that so laboring ye ought to support the weak, and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus. How he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. All right, thank you very much. And I want to preach to you tonight, or talk to you tonight, uh, I'm going to focus a little bit on that, that very subject right there, that it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. And so we're going to take some time to focus in on what kind of a giver am I? All right. As Christians, there are several things we have to know about ourselves. Uh, the Apostle Paul even talked about examining ourselves prior to communion. Um, there are several other verses uh, throughout the scripture that encourages us. Uh, to be uh, uh, steadfast in our understanding uh, about certain things regarding or pertaining to ourselves. Uh, but one of the things that we need to know about ourselves is what kind of givers are we? And uh, some people might say, well, why? And the answer is kind of simple because the scripture we just read tells us that it's more blessed to give than to receive. When you receive something, there's no... Uh, there's, there's, there's no questioning, uh, especially if it's done under the right guidelines and premise. Uh, there's no questioning that receiving something is a blessing. It is a blessing to receive something from people. But what the scripture emphasizes is that it is more blessed to give. And so I want, I want us to be more blessed. Amen. I want to be more blessed. Uh, and so, uh, the first thing I have to do is just determine in my, in my heart and in my mind that I'm going to be a giver. Uh, the giving, uh, or the giver is more blessed than the receiver. So, um, I want to talk to you in particular about four kinds of givers. Uh, there are several kinds of givers in the Bible, but I'm just going to talk about four tonight. The first one is a willing giver who can read 2 Corinthians 8 and 12. 2 Corinthians 8 and 12. The willing giver. Um, we're going to start off uh, here, and I think, I think this will bless you tonight. 2 Corinthians 8 12, brother. For uh, if be? there be first a willing mind, it is accepted according to that man hath, and not according that he hath not. All right. Second Corinthians 8 and 12 in the King James Version is for the will it be just read. It's a little hard to understand. Uh, it says, for if there be first a willing mind, it is accepted according to that a man hath 
and not according to that he hath not. But uh, I'm going to read to you now uh, what is known as the common English version. I actually kind of like it uh, for several verses, but uh, I want you to read uh, here how this sounds here. It says, it doesn't matter how much you have. What matters is how much you are willing to give from what you have. It does not matter how much you have. What matters is how much you are willing to give from what you have. And there is a kind of giver that I actually don't address in this message uh, or in this lesson tonight. But I'll just tell you off the bat, there is a kind of giver and that is the person who gives nothing. Uh, There are people who give nothing. And um, the, the, the scripture here is actually pretty emphatic about the fact that it does not matter uh, how much you have, whether it is a lot or a little. That's irrelevant. What matters is how much you are willing to give from what you do have. Uh, first and foremost, uh, we must be willing to give. There has to be something. Uh, this verse is very, very clear right. about the fact that uh, it says where there is a willingness. Right. Uh, so before we give anything, we have to want to give it. Right. Um, if the willingness is not there, it doesn't matter how much we give from our abundance or how much we give in times of hardships and distress. What we give is secondary to whether or not we wanted to give in the first place. Yeah. All right. Second Corinthians nine and seven says every man, uh, according as he has purposed, In his heart, so let him give. Not how? Begrudgingly or out of necessity. Most versions uh, will translate that word necessity there uh, as compulsion. Uh, For God loves a cheerful giver. So the scripture here says that every person uh, should give according as they have purposed in their heart. And not begrudgingly. So here again, we go back to the fact that before we even talk about giving, there has to be a want to. There has to be a willingness in us to even want to give. That's what makes our offering. That's what makes our gift, whether it's monetary, uh, whether it's time, energy, etc. That's what makes it acceptable. The fact that we wanted to do it. Uh, We're not doing it begrudgingly. We're not doing it out of necessity or out of compulsion. We're actually doing it because we want to. The question of 2 Corinthians 8 and 12 uh, the verse we read about uh, if, if there first be a willingness boils down to how much are you willing to give from what you do have. Too often people think it's enough to fantasize what they would give if they could. It is far more powerful to give what you can than to give nothing and keep telling ourselves, if I could, I would give X, Y, and Z. Now, I can tell you that when I first came to God, man... I I didn't have a lot of financial obligations. I didn't have a family. And so like I actually gave a lot of my money to the church. I just and it didn't bother me. I was single. I didn't mind. I lived at my mom's house. And really this, you know, this is not very attractive. But uh, there was a lot of times I was like, man, I used to give all this money for drugs. Like I'm going to give it to the church. Like, why not? Uh, You know what? This is a good cause. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But, um, you know, I you know what I would always tell myself, man. If I, if I ever win the lottery, man, I'm going to buy the church a building, you know, man, I, man, if I ever find a million dollars, I'm going to pay for our church's building. And, um, and believe it or not, um, there's a lot of times in my life that I often was like, always like, man, if, man, if, if, if God ever blesses me or if God ever blesses us with a hundred thousand dollars, man, I'll give 20% of that to the church. And I had all these fantasies and, and really what this verse is saying is that don't, don't think like that. Give what you can right now. 
Don't, don't, don't. It's too easy to pat yourself on the back and say, man, if I ever got an inheritance for a million dollars, the first thing I would do is give some. No, you wouldn't. Because if you if you wouldn't give God uh, money from what you have right now, be it a lot or a little, you're not going to give God nothing uh, later. You're, 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 the, the same stinginess that's on us now is going to be on us then. Uh, uh, money, money, you know, they say money changes people. Money doesn't change people that much. Uh, money changes some things, but if you were greedy before you got money, you'll be greedy after you get it. And if you're stingy before you get it, you'll be stingy when you get it. Uh, if you're bad with it when you're poor, you'll be bad with it when you're rich. That doesn't matter. But um, what God wants us to do is to take action right now. Um, I remember, and I tell the story a lot. I remember um, I was, the way I was raised in church was just the tithe. And I was taught that whatever you gave after that was like your free will offering. And that that was, that was perfectly acceptable. Which isn't the worst doctrine in the world, okay? But when I got married, uh, my wife, of course, she came from a church where they taught a 10-5-5 principle. Which is you give 10% of your income, then 5%... Uh, offering than 5% missions, right? Is that, is that what you guys, something like that? I don't know what, some, something similar to that. My wife's looking at me like, I don't know if, if that's accurate. But anyways, um, there, there's, you give 5% offering and then something else. So you're giving, you know, a good amount of money or 2%. I don't know what they do. Um, anyways, uh, I remember when she, we were struggling financially and she took what we did have and said, hey, I want, to give, I want to give some of this on top of our tithe. And I remember it wasn't a lot. And I thought, like, why would you even give that? It's not even that much. And uh, I actually kind of snickered at it, laughed, and thought it was silly. And she was like, well, I don't really care. I think we should just give it. It's what I'm going to give from what we do. Uh, she was actually giving from the very little that we had. And I'm telling you, we were broke. We were eating tortillas and stuff every day. And so, like, we in scrambled eggs. I mean, you, at the end of the day, you will always have a bag of tortillas and scrambled eggs when all else fails. Um, so, uh, but I remember week by week, month by month, even to this day, our income has just continued to grow. Why? Because my wife had taken the initiative and I'm not afraid to say this. She had taken the initiative to say, I'm not going to wait until we're blessed to give. You can, in fact, we will never be blessed until we start giving now. Yeah. We're not going to. You can't you can't arrive at your destination before getting in the car like that just doesn't work. So um, we want to be willing givers. Everyone say willing. willing we want to be willing givers. All right. Um, let's talk about the stingy giver. All right. Proverbs 11 and 24. Who can read Proverbs 11 and 24? The stingy giver. Amen. Proverbs 11, 24. All right, Sister Janelle. There is that scattereth and yet increaseth. And there is that withholdeth more than is meat. But it is tended all right. So Proverbs eleven twenty four tells us. Uh, I'm going to give you now the uh, modern version, uh, my own here, personally. Uh, basically, it says there are those who scatter and get back more, and there are those who hold on, withhold, and get back less. And not only do they get back less, they end up broke. Uh, as counterintuitive as it may seem, there is a holding back which will lead us to having less. Everyone is tempted to withhold for different reasons. 
I'm sure if, if I asked right now, uh, who here could give me a reason for not giving? Like we could come up with a million reasons, right? So, uh, man, if I give, I'm not going to have enough for this. I'm not going to have enough for that. Uh, I don't know what's coming next week. I don't know what's coming down next month. There's, oh, there's a million reasons not to give. But the Bible says that there is a withholding that will lead to, un, uh, to poverty. And everyone is tempted to withhold for different reasons. Some because they cherish their savings. There are people that will not tap into their savings to save their life. They just, they're not going to do it. Uh, that's their savings. It's not going to move. Uh, there are others that don't like feeling uncertain. There are people that will not give because they say like, hey, um, unless I know that this is going to be replaced, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to give. If I don't, if I don't have some sort of certainty and promise, I'm just not going to do it. Um, there are others that may have it, but if they're not able to see, uh, uh, if they're not able to see uh, that they're going to be okay, they, they're, they're just not going to do it. Um, others withhold because they feel that giving is the duty of others. So there are people who withhold uh, from giving simply because they're like, let somebody else do it. Um, that, that's not really my job. Let you know, somebody else give. Uh, that's, that's not acceptable. Uh, everybody should participate in the, the, the Christian lifestyle of giving. We don't pass the buck. Uh, needless, uh, just, you know, needless to say, there are hundreds of reasons why we may not give. All right. Hey, how's it going, Jesus? Uh, there are hundreds of reasons why we may not give. Uh, but what we need to try to do is find reasons to give. Uh, Ecclesiastes 11 and 4. Uh, listen to this. It says, He that observes the wind shall not sow, and he that regards the clouds shall not reap. So there's two words here that are really important, reaping and sowing. Uh, uh, and, and, and here Solomon says there's two kinds of people. The people that observe the wind, they're not going to sow. All right. And what he's talking about are people that are like, uh, hey, man, it's going to rain. It's going to rain. You know what? I'm not putting, I'm not giving anything. Hey, there's uh, the, the, the presidency is not good. I'm not giving. My job's not doing great right now. I'm not giving. Well, what about, what about if I get hit by a car? I'm going to need help. To, you know, all these reasons. They come up with all these. Solomon says those, those kinds of people, they will not sow. And then he goes on to say, he that regards the clouds shall not reap. So he's talking about two kinds of people here. People that can somehow spot danger and spot things to worry about no matter what. They can always make up an, uh, some sort of an excuse. Uh, it's going to rain. There's clouds. There's trouble. Uh, there's uncertainty. We, we don't know what's going to happen. Uh, but these are the signs. And, and he says, those people... Those people are not going to sow, and neither are they going to reap. Someone say amen. 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 All right. Uh, as we scatter in our giving, our blessings will increase. Uh, when we withhold unjustly, uh, the Bible says, when we unhold with, when we withhold unjustly, uh, we will heap poverty upon ourselves. Uh, so, how or why would we withhold unjustly? It's very simple. When you know that something is a good cause and you don't give, that's unjust. So, uh, for example, uh, and I, I was just talking about this a second ago. You know, when I came to church, there was a when I came to church, I was depressed. Uh, I was suicidal. Uh, I had been to therapists. I had been to counselors. 
And uh, when I came to church, I realized very quickly, you know what? I need this. Like, I really need this. This is so good for me. I, I met people that loved me. I met people that cared for me. I met people that genuinely uh, had concerns for me. Um, they didn't make fun of me. They didn't talk behind my back, blah, 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 all these great Christian qualities. And I thought, you know what? It would really be unjust of me not to give. All right. It would be like really wrong for me not to give to this. Um, it's cheaper than counseling. Yeah. <laughs> it's cheaper. It, I'll tell you this right now. We had to tap into my mom's savings account and my mom's insurance uh, and private funds to take me to a psychologist and a therapist. That cost us money. And uh, uh, had I probably killed myself, God forbid, that would have cost my mom thousands of dollars to bury me. And so when I came to church, a hopeless drug addict, suicidal and depressed, I thought, why would I not give to this? This right. is... This is ridiculous. Right. This is saving my life. This right. is this is improving the quality of my life. Amen. For me to withhold would be this would be unjust. Amen. This would be unrighteous of me to do this. This would be wrong. And so um, it really boils down to whether you feel church is improving the quality of your life or not. If you believe it does improve the quality of your life, if you feel that it, that it is helping you, you should give to it. it you are part of the community. Yeah. Uh, uh, as, as citizens, we find ourselves to be U.S. citizens. There's a tax for that. Right. There's a tax for being a U.S. citizen. Sure. Uh, we are citizens of the city of God. We are recipients, the Bible says, we have received all spiritual blessings from Jesus Christ. We have received nothing but good from God. Uh, last but not least, uh, we have two more to go. The sacrificial giver. Um, the sacrificial giver. Everyone say sacrificial giver. The sacrificial giver. Second Samuel 24 and 24 the Bible speaking about David. Well, who can read that for me? Because I, I just have it here paraphrased, but I, I actually want to, I want you guys to see this. Uh, David, um, I'm going to tell you a little bit of background of this story. David is in a very bad situation and uh, he is trying to make his way. Second uh, Samuel 24, 24. And he is trying to make his way uh, pleasing to God. And he is. He is out of favor and out of line with God. And so uh, he decides that he's going to buy a portion of land in order to offer up a sacrifice. And uh, uh, 2 Samuel 24, 24 says, what, Sister Ruiz? And the king said unto Arunah, Nay, but I will surely buy it of thee at a price. Neither will I offer burnt offerings unto the Lord my God of that which doth cost me nothing. So David bought the fresh threshing floor and the oxen for 50 shekels of silver. All right. So here David uh, tells this guy who owns this little portion of land. He says, I want to buy this land for you so I can offer God offerings. And the guy says, hey, I'll sell it to you for a great price, you know, discounted. David says, no, 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 no. I'm not looking for a deal. He said, I'm looking to pay. Right. And he says, I will not offer to God that which costs me nothing. Now, uh, now, off the bat, I want you to know, not all giving is sacrificial, right? So like uh, there's times I put money in the offering. There's times I give offerings. Uh, it's not sacrificial. It didn't cost me uh, per se anything to give it. Uh, all right. I just give it. I throw money in there, whatever. It's not a big deal. It didn't cost me anything to give it. So um, and not all offerings need to be sacrificial. Just so you know, every time you give, it doesn't have to hurt. Uh, you know what I mean? Like that's not the kind of offerings uh, we give. But uh, what is important to know, however, is that 
there is such a thing as sacrificial giving, and it is distinct from all other forms of giving, and that it does cost us something. Psalms 118 and 27 says, God is the Lord, which has showed us light. Bind the sacrifice with cords, even unto the horns of the altar. When you give, and it costs you to give, and it took from you to give, and it was a sacrifice to, for you to give, uh, just know that you're going to have to tie that thing down. Hallelujah. Uh, that, that, that thing's going to wiggle on you. That thing's going to try to move. Uh, but when you give it, just leave it at the altar. Um, walk away. Don't, don't think about it. Uh, you're, you, the minute, when you give and you know it costs you to give, uh, your brain... Uh, is going to tell you, you're so silly. You shouldn't have done that. You have no promises. You have no guarantees. Uh, that, that was silly of you. Uh, you're going to hurt yourself. Blah, 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 blah. You know what? Just tie that offering down. Uh, tie it up. Walk away from it. And leave it right there at the altar. Don't look back. Uh, and if you look back, look back to praise God. But don't ever regret that you did it. And, and just know that you are going to probably immediately almost have a fight on your hands. That thing is going to try to move. Yeah. That thing is going to not want to be sacrificed. Um, uh, secondly, uh, Matthew 6 and 3 says, let not your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Um, when you do give sacrificially, uh, keep it a secret. Uh, even... Uh, I can't tell you this is, well, I will say this because I do believe it's very possible. This is what Jesus meant. Um, in Hebrew, uh, in the Hebrew language, uh, the word for hand is, is yad. Uh, but the, the word for friend is yadid. And so literally, uh, it's kind of it's neat. Uh, when you put yad, which means hand, when you put yad, if you were to double up the word yad two times, it spells the word friend. And uh, so in Hebrew, the word friend and the word hands uh, are connected. If you just double up the word Yad, and that's exactly what you do in order to produce, to make the word friend in Hebrew, you just put, you double the word hand. Uh, and then you get the word friend. Uh, because friends hold hands, you know. But, but having said that, Jesus, if you were to ask me what this verse means, I'll tell you what I think it means. It means, man, when you give, don't even tell your best friend. Don't even tell your friends about it. Just give. Don't, don't blow a trumpet about it. Don't talk about it. Tie that thing down at the altar. Walk away. Praise God. Be happy that you did it. Thank God that you were able to do it. And just rejoice. Somebody say amen. amen. And this actually brings us to our very last kind of giver. And that's the look at me give giver. All right. Um, that is the person who wants to be seen uh, uh, giving. They are the people that can't keep it a secret. Um, as a pastor, um, I, I actually um, I haven't had this problem with anybody here. Uh, but I have had this problem pastoring uh, is I, I know people that. Um, struggle with, with, with giving their tithe and their offering. They don't want to do it. And they have several reasons. Uh, none, none are acceptable, but they have several reasons. But when they finally make it up in their mind, like, oh, I'm going to give, uh, what they'll do sometimes is they'll try to give it to me, like in my hand. And a lot of times I won't let them do that. Uh, I'll say, oh, you know what? Just put it in the offering because you're not giving to me. That's, it's not to me. And I don't, I don't want you to think that. I don't want to think that. I don't, um, uh, I, I don't even want, I, I want people to very much understand, you know what? I'm giving this to the church. 
Uh, I don't, just so you know, I don't take everybody's money and then write out a check to Jesus Christ, 777 Jerusalem Street, and then mail it off to heaven. That's not what happens with church money. Uh, Church money pays for microphones, uh, drum sets, buildings. I mean, that's just the real deal. That's just what church money goes to. Um, But um, at least on this level, that's what it goes to. But uh, I don't, I don't let people give me money. I I, I just, I'm not going to do it. Uh, I'll tell them, Hey, I mean, it's different if you come, you know, if, you know, you catch me at the store or something or somewhere in public, you're like, Hey, I got to give you, but there are people that will actually try to make it a point. Like, Hey, look at me, give, Look, look at me, give, I want you to see that I'm doing this. Um, that the reason I wouldn't do that is because I don't want to take your blessing. I don't need to see you give. You don't need to show anybody giving. You know what you're doing. And most importantly, God knows what you're doing. And God's going to bless you for it. God is going to reward you. Matthew 6 and 2, Jesus says, those who give to be seen uh, uh, already have their reward. When we give with the motive and the goal of being seen, being seen is our reward. So when, when you give and you want people to know you did it, uh, you know what you get back? People knowing you did it. That's, that's the reward. And uh, I want you to stop and consider uh, what's the reward of being seen? Not much. Right. <laughs> you know, like, that's, uh, yeah, like, uh, like if I saw, like, you know, Jason put a million dollars in the offering, like, at best, he's going to get a hand clap. I'm going to be like, whoa. And, and in fact, I, you know, it's just there's not much. That's about all you get, you know. But when God rewards you, man, hallelujah, that's a, that's a blessing you don't want, uh, want to miss out on. That's a blessing uh, you don't want to pass up. Uh, what does it actually look like for God to bless you openly? Uh, Psalms, uh, Proverbs 16 and 7 says, When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Uh, when God blesses you openly, God will even make your enemies to be at peace with you. Uh, when God blesses you openly, things that oppose you, things that resist you, things that are fighting you, God will break them down. Amen. And there will be a grace and a liberty in your life. And it will be noticeable. Everybody will see it. It will be out in the open. Everybody will be like, hey, look at him. Hey, look at her. Uh, there, is, there, there is something special about that person. That person is favored. That person is blessed. Psalms 40 and 3 says, And he hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Uh, uh, Many shall see it and fear and shall trust in the Lord. When God rewards you openly, the Bible says he will put a new song in your mouth. He will put praises in your lips and many shall see it. All right. So one thing is when you give unto the Lord, one of the rewards and one of the benefits of that is you will have joy. You will have peace that is visible, that it can be seen by other people. Other people say, man, you man, you seem like such a happy person. And uh, the Bible says that God will give us peace that passes all understanding. The Bible says that his joy is our strength. Uh, And uh, I'll tell you right now. and I, this, is, this took me years to figure this out. Uh, when you, I used to give and give and give and give and give. I still give. And give and give and give and give and give. And um, when you give, there's a period of time, there's a very small period of time right after you give that you will be tempted to reward yourself. Hmm. All right? Because uh, sometimes like you might be really blessed, right? You know, like, and you're like, man, I'm going to give. And so you give. And then you're like, you know what? Uh, I think I'm going to go reward myself. 
you know, and, and people reward themselves different ways. Um, uh, don't reward yourself. Let God reward you. Uh, and I'm not saying like, uh, you know, I know people that might like, and I've seen it done. I know this sounds really bizarre. I've seen people who might give, uh, give to God, uh, give to the church. And then they're like, hey, man, like I'm going to go buy myself this like $3,000, you know, gold tooth. I don't know, whatever they want to buy. You know, and they're just like, that's my little reward to me. And I got good things coming to me and God's going to bless me. Well, I got news for you. Uh, you reward yourself like that's that's what you get. You go tooth and that's it. You know, like that's that's your reward. Wait on God to reward you. Wait on God to reward you. Now, whatever you have, you know, enjoy it. Be blessed, man. Live, uh, live a happy life with what you got. But but, you know, let give give God some space to reward you. Uh, don't just go out and do something silly, assuming that like, man, God's just going to man. I just I put in two hundred dollars in the offering, man. I'm going to go. Give me that, that Bentley. Uh, it's just, it's not a good idea. You know, um, God, God will reward you. Let God be your rewarder. Let God take care of you. Uh, you'll see God do great things in your life. So uh, that's, that's it for tonight. I want to be, amen, a willing giver. Hallelujah. I don't want to be a stingy giver. Uh, I don't want to give out of compulsion or out of necessity. Amen. I don't want to be a reluctant giver. Uh, I want to I want to give willingly and uh, hallelujah. I want to I want to give back. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Somebody say amen. amen. All right. Let's all stand. Let's pray.